from Boston, Massachusetts, to Adelaide, Australia, and everywhere in between. Talking local and national sports in just about anything discussed in a tavern. Broadcasting from South Lyon, Michigan. Welcome to Easy Speak at Speakeasy 330 with your hosts, Rich and Tom. Good evening. We are back. Uh, we got a full action-packed show tonight. Uh, we were supposed to have the whole crew up in the Speakeasy, but some things happened and it didn't uh, work out that way. But uh, nonetheless, we're going to get this thing going. We're going to talk about the craziness going on in Evanston, Illinois, with the uh, Northwestern University. Patrick Fitzgerald gets fired. It's a big mess. We're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about the second half of the MLB season now that uh, All-Star break has come and gone. So we're going to give our predictions of who could be sleeper team to look out for. And uh, our pre or our mid-season predictions, we did a preseason prediction. So we're going to do a mid-season prediction. Um, and the Big Ten football season is upon us almost, almost. Uh, going to start up here within about a month, so we're going to give our way too early predictions for the division winners the last season that they're doing uh, divisions in the Big Ten. So that should be fun, and the fantasy football season is coming up, so we are going to go over some of the top quarterbacks and wide receivers to look out for and some potential sleepers. But without further ado, I'm going to introduce to you to my left, Mr. Tim we got Tim on screen all day today. Tim, what's up, buddy? How's it going? Doing well. Uh, glad to see you're here. I'm glad we were able to fix this whole yeah. uh, screen situation. Yeah. So Got to figure it out finally. only took us long. <laughs> and so so the, the people can see uh, your face all the time yeah. instead of switching back and forth. So glad you're here. JP, what's up, buddy? What's going on, fellas? Just another uh, Sunday night in the speakeasy. Loving it. Yep. Decked out in maize and blue over here, as you can see. <laughs> so now Tim can see all day long, every day. I had uh, I had my Woodson jersey on, but it might not fit me right. So uh, I went ahead yeah. and turned it. Uh, I I changed. So you and me both, buddy. Rich Jasper for, coming Hi. from Boyne today. He made the show. Uh, what's up? Hey. So you said the jersey was a little. There's a couple jerseys you got a little tweet on you. It it is tweet. Uh, Tommy needs to get on this the, the treadmill a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> tweet the treadmill. Uh, it's, maybe, it's, go to, uh, maybe, well, maybe go to Planet Fitness. Yeah, <laughs> well, you fitness, know, fitness pizza. Uh, I I I do have a membership, but. <laughs> It, so, it doesn't so, do me any good when I don't use it. So yeah, um, I mean, it, it, the hardest part about it is just getting through the door, right? Oh, yeah. and, and then now Milford Road's all jacked up, so yeah, it's, oh, it's just a big mess. So yeah, no, came in, uh, had an early game, had an eight a.m. game this morning. Uh, it was just a consolation game. The tournament was, uh, the seating was just bullshit. I was kind of telling you guys where it had odd number of teams, so they went four, four, and three, and. The pool one and pool two got the first top two, and then pool three, which happened to be my son's uh, team, was in, and they went one and one uh, in pool play, and then they played in the consolation bracket with a team that I honestly think that probably should just quit playing baseball together because it was that bad. But uh, they ended up winning, and then uh, drove home. I, I sent a text out to you guys. I stopped it. Halo Burger, never been there before. Mm, uh, it looked good. Yeah. In Birch Run. 
You should have pulled out your phone and did a review so we could have yeah. brought it on the show. I have a TikTok off of my pictures. I didn't oh. do any narration like that. Oh. It wasn't like the narration at Polly's front porch, but no, um, that was but no, it, it, it was um, it, it it was good. I mean, I, if you get a chance next time you're up there, dive in there and get an olive burger. Everybody said that's the best burger, and that's like kind of like a uh, a Flint staple is the olive yeah. burger. So yeah. I had it and. It was legit, and you know what? It was kind of like uh, watching the uh, the grill press. It was kind of like uh, watching um, what's that? Uh, in and Out Burger out west. That's pretty much yeah. what it looked like. So I mean, they they take them there in a the ball and they smash them down, and so it was good. I probably would have went for the bacon. I don't know about the olive. Oh, dude, the olive! You got to get the olive, dude. Uh, before we get this thing going, can we just? Take notice to the gun show in the lower yeah. right-hand side of the screen, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Hercules. Hercules. I think JP just got done doing some up. JP just my got little, done. My little Hercules. Uh, Hercules. He just got done doing some P90X and uh, yeah. before doing the show. So yeah. We, we, P- can, we, we can – we can, uh, P90X. We can definitely appreciate uh, – uh, the, the gun show going on. Um, yeah, that chicken breast I just ate was pretty good. That was about it. <laughs> a little bit of fried chicken. So yeah. before we get going tonight, I, I do want to take a little um a little side note here and, and talk about our, our tigers this weekend. into this game fly ball to center this one's deep building going back to the wall and he's going to jump up and Make the catch. How about it? He kept us in suspense for a moment. He can't. Sends one to deep left field. Got Kelnick turned around. Out of here. Carpenter on the first pitch he sees on a Saturday night. Goes yard. He's got the kid from the Motor City. And he pounds this one all the way back into right field. A three run bomb. Dude, Kerry Carpenter's a beast. He's got yeah. 18 home runs in his first 80 games as a Tigers, second all-time team history. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, they uh, did nothing today, get shut out 2 nothing. although the pitching was really good. They gave up a run in the first and the third, and that was it. So pitching has been really solid. Erod's looked yeah. good. And then um, the lone all-star, Michael uh, Vans wearing cleats, Lorenzen, Looked Not really good. good last night. You know, the, Tigers are, yeah, the Tigers are like right right in the mix here. Yeah. JP, is there reason? Is there any like inclination? Like, is there hope that they have a chance maybe to squeak their way up into the conversation for the division? Yeah, I think uh, you know, you look at the division and how bad it is. I'm pretty sure Minnesota lost to Oakland today. Uh the Guardians can't seem to get out of their own way. Uh, you got four games set coming up against Kansas City before you host uh, the Padres. I think 13 of their next games are teams under 500. So I think they got a shot. Uh, Carpenter came out on fire. Uh, Torque didn't look too hot in the first mm. series. Or Baez. So, yeah. And Baez just continues to slide down the lineup. Uh, if anything, you know, maybe Carpenter is the guy and maybe we have some protection for Carpenter now to step up. But. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch this AL Central here in the second half. 
yeah i mean it's <laughs> it, as soon as you you want to shut the door on them they they go and you know take two or three in seattle yeah. um rich I'll, I'll ask you since uh jacob your son has has really gotten himself into pitching what what is more important would you say a, a hot offensive team or lights out starting pitching well it kind of, I mean, here's the thing is you can have like average, you can have average pitching because you got to, I mean, yeah, you got to stop runs. You got to have defense, right? You got to, you got to be able to stop the stop runs, but then however, you got to be able to hit the ball, right? You got to be able to uh, manufacture runs, put yourself in a position uh, to score. And uh, it kind of goes both ways. I mean, I like the stars need to align on that, it, you know, I'll tell you right now, this past weekend, uh, the second team we played, I mean, I mean, the pitching was great on both sides. And I mean, it just, it was one, you know, it was one crack of the bats with the whole difference was. Plus there was a couple, you know, you know, a play here, a play there, you know, it's, you know, you know, I think, um, I think in the major leagues, I think, you know, uh, the the stealing has gone up which i think has increased run productivity because it's obviously you only get two throwovers the first right and then after that yeah. the guy can just run wild it's between catcher and you know catcher and guy on first you know type deal um so it's, a lot of it plays into effect but i mean i think pitching is what really shuts games down if you can shut the other guy's bat down you have a far you have a 75 percent chance of winning the game yeah, yeah. But that twenty five percent, you got to make sure that you, you hope to put at least one run right? on the board. <laughs> yeah, uh, Tim, they they did something. I wasn't. I was a bit surprised this week. They sent they DFA uh, scope, which was kind of shocking to me. I'm not surprised they did it, but um, so he's been waived and whatnot. And the more the Tigers seem to keep themselves in the mix. Do you see Miggy's plate appearances shrinking, or are they just going to ride him out to the end and then send him on his way? As long as they stay within five games of the division lead, I think it's going to keep shrinking because at that point you're still competitive and you can't have a liability in the lineup, regardless that it is Miggy. You're either going to go for the division or you're going to parade Miggy out there for a farewell tour. Do you want to win or do you want a farewell tour? Right, yeah. And he had a couple hits last night, which looked good, but he's yeah. just way too up and down and – and you look at some of these young guys like Kerry Carpenter that are really making an impact, and you got guys down in Toledo that could potentially come up here and make some noise. I was gonna say, at what point is Miggy taking bats away from the future? That's I what I'm. That's yeah. Right that's where I'm getting at. Like Timmy's been doing it for two years. <laughs> I, I think he's been doing it longer been, than two he's years. He's been doing it for seven, Rich. Uh, yeah, but I'm just saying, in the last two years, he's been. I mean, you think about it. He's taking at bats away. Yeah. Yeah. And also last year. Uh, Torkelson was taking at bats away when he wasn't doing shit. So yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. They're paying the guy thirty million dollars a year, so he's going to continue to take that bats away until he's off the books. Yeah, and it's a shame, you know, being that he was one of the greatest hitters of all time, and he's just he's got no power. And and yeah. you know, you look at what Pujols did last year; he went out really with a bang. He had a really much yeah. in year. And you were hoping for that with Miggy, but one home run, I think he's got like 20-something RBIs. It's just, it's time. It's time to hang it up. And I and I wish they would just go ahead and give him the old, like, you know, we appreciate what you've done. It, it, it's time to move on. But 
And what's what's going on with the recall of Nick Maton? I thought I didn't think we were going to see him again for the rest of the year. They don't have a better option. I think that's I mean, the problem. But he went he went he went yard last night. So yeah. But he went down to Toledo and he was he was dominating. He had like two home runs in a couple weeks, and he was he was batting three something, and he did make a couple of errors at third base. Shocker. But yeah. um, I I just don't think they have a better option. Uh, Nevin came up and he was just as bad, but he couldn't hit. Yeah. So, uh, they just sent him down. So <laughs> yeah, so he sacrificed a couple of errors for a couple runs. Yeah, yeah. that's that's you know. pretty much you know what went down with it. So yeah. But uh, needless to say, you know it's it, it's exciting. I think we're all and you know, we're all planning on maybe going down to the ball game next weekend to see the Padres and and you know what? It's always fun to get down there on a nice Saturday. I think it's a Saturday night game too, so that should be fun. So uh, we're going to move on to our first topic of the night. The uh, oh boy, the chaos in Evanston at Northwestern University. Um. Yeah, this is a bad situation. I think you're getting a shot out there, uh, uh, JP. Somebody loves loves their Justin with the heart. Oh, boy. Okay. They like those guns. They like those guns. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, if you've lived under yeah. a – haven't lived under a rock, I should say, uh, Pat Fitzgerald, coach of the Northwestern Wildcats. I'll never do that again. Don't worry. Um, was fired on Tuesday <laughs> – for allegedly running a program of hazing and racism, which um, I don't think any of us saw this one coming. No. Anywhere. It just, it, the news broke over the past, last weekend that there was a, a player that came out and basically said um, they do, uh, they have this hazing program that they call it running which used to punish team members, primarily freshmen for mistakes made on the practice field. Um, they dry hump in a dark locker room. I mean, it's, it, it's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty nasty stuff, but you know, we, we were talking pre-show this kind of, you know, behavior yeah, right. probably happens around every college campus throughout the country. Um, but I think, we can all agree the fact that this happened at Northwestern, which is supposed to be this prestigious school. They take academics seriously. Now here comes this report that there's a uh, hazing going on and it's kind of a shock. I mean, uh, Rich, you know, I'll start with you. Is this a big issue around college campuses or I mean, is this just part of the experience? And, and are you shocked that it came from Northwestern? Here's the thing is that hazing is not something that just started last week or anything like that. But um, what the hell is that? Continue. Anyway, Continue. let me go back. So, <laughs> you know, hazing has been around for a long time. And it, it, the, the, NCAA has, has done a fairly decent job at I, identifying when it happens, whether it's whistleblower or insiders see it or anything like that. Um, it's huge because especially the way that the hazing is now, um, I, I tell you right now, if I was a parent and my kid played college football and 
you make them, you know, you, you're not a professional, right? You're not a perfectionist. You know, you will, you will make mistakes, but to have, you know, guys pin you down on the ground and dry hump you, I'd be pretty upset. Yeah. You know, I think it's, it, it's, I mean, if you take would, somebody. Would and, you though? Yeah, I'd be really upset. <laughs> <laughs> I know you wouldn't. Hey, now. You'd be like, hey, hey, did everybody get their turn? That's what Jake <laughs> Um, but you know, the, you know, but the thing is, is like, it's, it's not necessary. It's not necessary. Like if you, uh, you know, like hazing, if you took somebody and took like shrink wrap and shrink wrap into a goalpost, that, that's one thing, but you know, yeah. that's kind of just like, you know, that, that's almost like a prank, you know, but doing the other stuff, you know, where you're really getting, um, you know, personal or you want intimate, I just say, you know, but the fact that they call it run on, it's kind of like, you know, what it is, but you know, the thing was, is, you know, the reports say, if you, if you, if you pull that back up, it says on there that he may have known, you know, he, he may have known that hazing took place. You know, they did it, you know, Northwestern did an independent investigation. They said that they, they can't find anything that says that he, he directly knew that it was going on. However, you know, he put on a two-week suspension. He accepted a two-week suspension, right? Um, so he took a two-week insp- uh, suspension, accepted it, and then after that, he gets he gets shit canned because more came out. It's like, yeah, are you you're not going to share the more that came out of it, you know, type deal. So that's that's kind of like the hairy thing, and you know, if he was, you know, he's he's head of the ship, right? He's the captain of the ship. You go down with the ship when something like that happens. Um, but you know, his, you know, his first mate and his assistant coaches probably should be feeling some wrath as well towards it too, because uh, obviously if that's something that, I mean, that head coach can't be everywhere, but right. there's more assistant coaches than there are head coaches, right? There's more position coaches. Somebody had to have seen something happen. Yeah. So it also came out at the start of this week that there was some scandals going on with the baseball program. And Tuesday, actually Wednesday, they end up firing their baseball coach for the same situation, hazing going on in the program. Uh, JP, is this a situation where Northwestern was trying to get ahead of it and they just pulled the trigger and fired him? Uh, do you think yeah. this was the right way to handle this situation? Well, like we were talking about earlier, uh, you know, having been a part of a few high school locker rooms, uh, and I can only imagine at the next levels how – how much more it's amplified, but this goes on everywhere. It's common practice. Uh, I think your locker rooms are kind of more ran by the players anyway. Uh, and it's kind of encouraged that way. I know there's, I've seen witness hazing before. And uh, I think it's just a situation here of it coming to light and it being at a program like Northwestern, you know what I mean? And uh, I think once you get so deep into it, I think they kind of had no choice, but to pull the trigger on getting rid of their coaches um maybe somewhere else coach yeah or you baseball coach too or whatever but uh um but i I just don't see this being a problem anywhere else uh i mean the dry humping thing uh that's kind of i don't know that's a little strange uh that can't say that was my go-to move but uh uh or you just don't want to talk about it (laughs) right maybe a couple helicopters something something a little bit light but not touchy you know Oh, uh, man. But, no, 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 you see, uh, you see it in NFL, you know, even like, you know, you watch these hard knock episodes where they make the rookies, 
you know, pick up all the players' pads and jerseys and they tape them to field goal posts and things they, like they that. They go all dressed like women and yeah, they, and they, uh, yeah. And then the, the investigation's a private investigation. They're not lending any details to the public, so nobody knows how bad and what the extent of it was. I don't think it's any kind of Penn State locker room situation no. with Jerry Sandusky here or anything mm. like that. I think it's just something that came to light and you know, it's unfortunate because Pat Fitzgerald, you know, dedicated 20 plus years of his life to yeah. this program. And you kind of felt like he was a guy that was kind of untouchable, almost like our guy, you know, Jim sure. Harbaugh. Sure. Well, the attorney has basically come out in public and quote, I cannot understand how you could terminate someone for cause when they admit that their own lawyer does not have any evidence that my client ever knew anything at all about any of the alleged hazing behavior. Uh, if I present that to a jury, a jury is going to have a hard time believing that you can terminate someone for cause when they didn't know anything about it. And I think this goes back to uh, like what you were saying, Rich, about, uh, you know, he, he's the head of the snake, so to speak. He's the captain. So I, I think that's what the school is looking at. But I'll ask you, Tim, he's the only one that got fired. And usually when there's some antics going on in a locker room, it's it's maybe some of the other coaches that are kind of initiating it or egging it on. Yeah. Do you find it strange that he was the only one that got let go? It, it's 100% strange. As the head coach, you can't have your eyes everywhere. That's why you have your assistant coaches and your yep. position coaches and your whatever other coaches you have. Graduate assistants. Great. Yeah. As the well, head coach, there you go. There you go. Your job is to oversee everything, mm -hmm. but it's your assistant's right. jobs to see everything. Right. So, I mean, hazing happens everywhere. Like JP said, I, I know I've played football, baseball, and hockey, and I've been part of hazing. I've been hazed. It just happens everywhere. Right. Yeah. So, I've got a buddy, Rich Rich, and JP are familiar with him, Robbie, part of the Reckless Speculation Show. And we talked about this the other day. And his, his thought process on why the school only fired – Fitzgerald was they're expecting a lawsuit and if they actually win the lawsuit that kind of paves the way for them to go in next year and kind of clean house uh, without fear of being sued so and then also I, I my theory on this is you know they were trying to maintain as many recruits as they can because yeah. let's face it the, the next step is Michigan State and and there they might be a worse program so I think they're trying yeah. to keep as much as they can intact while they go out and they they kind of do their due diligence and find the next uh well coach northwestern isn't isn't per se holding holding down a top 25 recruiting class you know what i mean no, they're, towards no. the, they're towards the middle of the pack at the bottom right but you want to you, you know, want to try and keep you know we're yeah. getting ready to start the season you know spring games already happen and they're going to be in camp if they're That's, not already this um, is a weird situation, man, because they're still going to owe him forty million dollars at the end of the day, no matter what the severity of the case really was. Um, but before I ask who could replace him, we'll go we'll go around table here. Tim, will Pat Fitzgerald coach again? Uh, I I don't know. I I don't believe so because once you get dirt on your name, it's kind of hard to get it back. I mean, even with Urban Meyer, you've seen him get a shot at, in the NFL, and it that's, just didn't work out. That's a whole it's, other situation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, once, once your name gets drugged through, it's hard to bounce back, regardless if you're innocent or guilty in the yeah. aspect. JP. Yeah, I think so. Uh, 
I think the you know the counter lawsuit against the university. I think he's trying to save face. I think you know may not may not next year, but the year after could you know land up as some analyst or something like that and work his way back into it. Rich. Yeah, I kind of agree with JP. I think I don't think he'll become an analyst. I think he'll stay out of the. Um, I think he'll stay out of the out of the light for a while, but he might he'll pop up somewhere at probably at a smaller school, kind of turn around, maybe like a like a mid level, maybe a Mac or something like that. It, that yeah. You know, he'll probably you know he'll take a little bit of fall from grace, but then he'll build himself back into a into a coach. Or I mean, you got to think a couple of years ago he was highly regarded as a possible. NFL coach. Sure. Yeah. You yeah. know, so if, he's still if, walking if, away with 40 million, he'll be all right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if he, yeah. if, you know, if, if he goes and clears his name uh, through this, you know, the, you know, counter suit against Northwestern uh, clears his name of any wrongdoing and stuff like that. I mean, there's NFL would, would, would take a flyer on, it, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Or on, on someone's staff. I mean, that yeah. might be a good way to get his, his reputation back. You know, he could oh, be for uh, sure. He could be a D coordinator or a line linebacker coach in the NFL. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think he's, he's young enough. And, and, and I, I think as this story kind of progresses and, and you get a little bit more information, I think he's going to come out that he really didn't know, which maybe that is a problem in itself. Maybe that he's not kind of, <clears throat> that's, uh, a, in, in that's a huge problem. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, JP, <laughs> you, you heard Coach O, yeah, go Tigers. Uh, talk yeah. about how if they called, he'd be interested. Uh, I can't imagine in any day and age, Coach O, who's the uh, bringing side pieces into the coaching office and, and doing his little thing. <laughs> hey, what's wrong with this? What's wrong with that? Who do you see as a as as a good fit? Uh, I'll ask you. Um, you're the you're the uh, savant in college football. Who, oh, I, who would be a good replacement for Northwest? Coach O could be a good fit. No pun intended there, but uh, uh, filling holes. holes. Right? Yeah. No. Uh, you know, I've seen Sharon Moore pop up already. Obviously, with the success at Michigan, with him being their OC, Nolan Landscape of the Big Ten, maybe Tim's guy Brian Hartline. Just two guys off the top of my head. I mean, it could be. He doesn't like that. Yeah, well, I mean, if Ryan Day's going to stay there, then you're going to lose him at some point, buddy. So just keep smiling over there. So he could be a guy that gets, he could be a guy that uh, that they call on. You know, two Big Ten guys. Um, yeah, it's it's wide open at this point. I don't think this school really anticipated losing Fitzgerald no. at any point. I thought he would. You know, he just signed that ten year extension a couple of years ago. So. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't even think they know where they're looking at yet, to be honest no. with you. But obviously all the hot candidates and all the hot coordinators are gonna pop up first. And you they you they see them going maybe, you know, a yep. former player like they did when they brought in uh yes. Fitzgerald. He was a legend, uh, went to the ninety-six Rose Bowl uh, with them. So uh you you look maybe that route. There's been some pretty yeah. decent quarterbacks that have, have come through there. So definitely a big, big uh Big situation there with Northwestern. Yeah. I don't think anybody anybody anticipated. So it's going to be interesting to see how this thing plays out. So we're going to move on to our next topic here. We got uh, the second half of the MLB season is underway. As we said earlier, the Tigers take two of three 
from Seattle, which uh, was really nice. So situation as it stands right now in the AL, Tampa Bay. I don't know. There was somebody on this show that said Tampa Bay was going to win the AL East, and I got a lot of chuckles, uh, but we won't we won't go any further there. Uh, uh, the Central is, uh, is a dumpster fire, as we all know. I mean, look at Tom Ralston. Sloan. Tom keeps all receipts. <laughs> well, you have to. Uh, <laughs> Boston last place in the East would be up by probably three games in the Central, and then the yeah. West is exciting. I mean, this one, um, this one's going to come down to Texas and Houston. Uh, so there's uh, there's a lot of close races. Even even the East, the the Orioles, man, no one saw that one coming. They're playing really good baseball, and and the Yankees are minus Aaron Judge. And I, I I've always I've always said they don't have enough pitching. You could have. You know, I asked you this question earlier, Rich. Like, what's more important, pitching or hitting? And, and New York's got the hitting. They just don't have the pitching. So, and then you flip it over to the NL. Atlanta's just running away with the East. Although Miami has really played good baseball this year. I don't think anyone expected them to be where they're at. Uh, the Central, America's team, the Reds, uh, Milwaukee uh, overtook them. But I think I think that race, I think the, the Cubs are going to get get up into the conversation at some point too. So that central division is going to be real tight. And then the West, man, the West is hot. You have three teams that are right within striking distance. And don't forget the Padres. You know, the, the Padres probably have one of the most dynamic lineups in all of baseball. So the fact that they're five games under 500 and 10 games out of the, out of the division is rather shocking to me. So yeah. seeing that picture here, uh, Tim, I'll start with you. Who do you see as a possible sleeper team that maybe could work their way up and make some noise here toward the end of the season? I'm going to go with the Padres. Their uh, pitching is uh, allowing 3.84 earned runs per game, which is best in the National League. And they just have so much hitting potential. They can't be this bad for a whole season. There's no way. You know, you have Bogarts, Juan Suoto, Manny Machado. Juan Swoto. 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 But yeah, is a, he related to Hans Swoto? Hans Solo. Yeah. No, he was. Yeah. He was just one. That's yeah, he, was just solo. Solo. Yeah, he was just solo. Yeah, he was just solo. One Swoto. Yeah, I, I would go with the Padres. Their pitching's really good. Their uh, hitting's got to pick up at some point. <clears throat> to me, you have three or four future Hall of Fame hitters on that team right now. I just don't see him being this bad forever. Ten games is really nothing in a eighty-game span. Yeah. I mean, they've got the ability; they got the firepower to do it. If there was a team, you would think that that would be it. Rich, you got a you got a team that 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 you've got your eye on that maybe aren't there yet, but could be come September. You know, and you look at the uh, you look at the AL West. You look at um, you look at um, Houston and you look at the Angels, you know, you look at those. Some, something's got to happen with Los Angeles. Either they need to dump Otani and just, you know, just blow it up and do a rebuild. But if they keep Otani, I, you know, eight games back is, is not terrible, but it's going to be hard to really catch up to the Rangers. The Rangers, I mean, they have everything put together. They got to, you know, they got, I mean, if you look at the way the all-star structure was, you might as well just put the, the, 
the Braves and the Rangers out there and had them play against each other. Six players, essentially, what it was. Yeah. But you know, I, I you know, I'm I'm still holding tight with the Angels, maybe, and you know, maybe Trout's you know, out until at, September. Yeah, you, you know, you got to weather that storm, right? And it seems like every year they got to weather that storm, mm-hmm. and and I think that's why I think they're like, well, if he's not going to be back till September, it, the likelihood of Otani resigning is probably slim and none. So I, you know, I think they're going to move Otani. I think honestly, I think Otani. Some people are even speculating that. Um, they might uh, the Reds might be in play f- for him, but oh. the thing was is a lot of people you know they're going to want De La Cruz on that one. Yeah, yeah. but not only that though, but they have a they have a lot of prospects, a lot of future mm-hmm. prospects. Yeah, uh, in the in the pipeline, and it's all whether or not you know they want to go for it now or if they want to just continuously build on what they have, which I think option two is what they're going to probably do right. but don't be surprised if you don't see them out in uh in new york i mean new york yeah they'll they'd love to have that extra bat in the lineup right there especially and then every five days trot them out there you know to you know throw you know 12 12 k's and no walks so i mean for the hall for the hall that they're going to get for otani though aren't they better off without them because you're going to get so much in return and you're already not winning with them yeah, I mean, but I think they're going to – here's the thing that's going to happen is, yeah, you're right. They're going to – the Angels are going to want to haul for them. Yeah. But the thing is, I think they're going to get to the deadline where it's going to be close. And if there's no – if there's no conversation to re-sign him, yeah. they'll probably end up taking – probably take yeah. what they can get for him instead mm-hmm. of just losing him outright. So it'll definitely – it'll be like one of those down-to-the-wire deals because it – it's not going to be like, you know, five, 10 days before the, you know, before it'll be like, gonna right leverage the, it. it'll they, be like the four o'clock, you know, it'd be like four o'clock last hour. Like but they've already said, they've already said that there's potential to move him. So hmm? yeah. they just, they just lit the fuse and they're going to let that thing go all the way down as far as they can to see, because one bid's going to come in and then another bid's going to come in. So they're going to hold out for the best best option. So well, and it could also backfire on too, it, right? It they could. Can, you, know, could. you know, they can they, they can be like, now nah, we're good on this, we're good on this, we're good on this, and then but, the, you but know, then at that ticks. point you you work on you know try to build that relationship and hope that he stays and and yeah. Artie Moreno has already said he's he's the package is probably going to start in the in the range of five hundred million and he's comfortable in that that area so. Uh, money is not an issue. too big of a package. Money's not an issue with the Angels, so. Um, but yeah, it's. Gonna Hope be he exciting. goes to the Mets, man. More money, more luxury taxes, and they still. So spend. what they got a billion dollar, uh, billion dollar <laughs> salary? Yeah, it's yeah. Ridiculous. right. Uh, JP, who's your team that you're looking at that could you know make make a little bit run at this thing? I, I went with uh, Grandpa Vado and the boys out there in uh, Cincy. Eight, they, uh, eight home runs in in twenty games yeah. back from from the uh, IL. He's he's yeah. been great. Yeah. So they came into the second half. They were first place in the NL Central. Obviously, they got swept by the Brewers this weekend. So they're now two games back of the Brewers. But uh, I think it's just such an intriguing storyline. Yeah. You know, with with the young nucleus that they have there, I think obviously their record shows that uh, Ellie De La Cruz has improved their team uh, mightily. <laughs> I think they're 21 and 11 or something like that since he's been called up. You know, it, it, and they, he's propelled all their all their play. It's it's been fun to watch. 
Yeah, you know, it's, you got younger guys, Spencer Steer, Jonathan India. Uh, it's a, it's it's interesting, man. I um, then another team that you know I'm interested to see in the second half is the Yankees. You know, what are they going to do? You know, they've lost a lot. Obviously, I heard Aaron Judge is back taking uh, BP, so he should be back soon. You know, already making excuses. Yeah, that toe is not going to be. He'll be eighty percent at best. He's he's already preparing for the Boo Birds. Well, if he can just be, that'll be it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. they've lost a lot though. Nestor Cortez and you know Frankie Montez, who they acquired last year from the A's. But I think if they can get back in a somewhat healthy situation and get it figured out, I think they're a team that can make a run. They're like the Padres. Yeah, they're, they're loaded, but they they're not putting it together. Yeah. Uh, did you happen to catch Joey Votto's uh, interview after the game the other night when he had his uh, he's he's being interviewed? He's got his hat backwards. He goes, "Do you like the hat to the back? I've got the flat bill. It's to the back, you know, because I'm young and hip. You know, you, you, you got to when you're young and hip, you, you do things like that. You know, me and Ellie yeah. talk all the time how you know it's great being young and hip. Yeah. Man, that dude is great. I love him. Yeah. He is awesome." We need to get a, a Votto jersey hanging up here in the speakeasy. That 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 yep. needs to happen. Um, I'm going with the Giants. I I like that division. I think that division is going to be exciting. Two and a half yeah. games out as of you know starting to play today. There's such a rivalry between the Dodgers. I I just see this thing back back and forth, back and forth. It could be a dog fight, and maybe not win the division, but I can see themselves getting themselves into uh, one of the two wild cards. Um, but there's another team that you know they've struggled the past couple of years, and uh, they've put it together, and they're they're right there in the mix. So I could see Arizona making a little fall from grace too. You know, yeah, and you're already starting to see. It. San Francisco is going to pass them up, and I think the Padres are too. Yeah, you're already starting to see that. But you know what? They're the good, good, feel good story of the first half of them in Cincinnati. Uh, they've yeah. got a good nucleus of young players, and and you kind of look at that, and you hope the Tigers can kind of put something together in that regard. Um, so. But we'll go real quick. Uh, our second half predictions for the division winners. Uh, Tim, I'll start with you. Give me your division winners in the AL. I think it's going to be the Rays, the Rangers, and I'm not going to lose faith in the hometown boys. Quite yet. Give me the Tigers in the Central. All right. And then give me your uh, your NL your NL squad. Uh, Braves, you know, 10-game lead. They're not going to lose it. It's not going to happen. The Reds, they're young enough. I think they're going to keep growing and getting better as the season goes on. They'll take the Central. And in the West, uh, Dodgers spend their division for the past five to ten years, and it's you know that payroll's too high for them to lose. <laughs> for sure. Uh, Rich, give me your NL. Nope, oh, you're muted. Braves, Reds. Uh I think I'm going to go with you, Tom. I think the Giants are going to end up kind of just creeping back up there. And then your AL pick. I think the Rays are going to close out the East. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I think uh, I think the Cleveland Guardians are going to uh, take the Central. Uh-huh. And, Jesus Christ, man, I get a lot of laughs there. And then I'm going to go with the Angels in the West. Oh, that's a, that's a bold, bold prediction. Um, JP, wow. give me your AL. Oh, in the East, it's pretty tight. I, I think Baltimore is actually a 
a big time sleeper there. I like Baltimore. Ooh. I think they're getting better. I think as you look, you know, the Rays have kind of took a step back. Uh, the Central, I like Cleveland. I like Cleveland in the beginning of the year. I'm going to stick with Cleveland. I think they're getting healthier. They're starting to come together. The division stinks. So I like <laughs> Cleveland. Uh, in the West, I think it's the Rangers. Uh, the Astros are just, they're not healthy. They're not right. Uh, the Angels are a disaster. So I'll go with, I think Texas will run away with the West. And then give me your NL. And the NL East, I think it's pretty simple. I think the Atlanta Braves are the best team in baseball right now, hands down, with the best player in baseball in Acuna. Uh, I'm going to go down to the Central. Uh, I like the Reds, they, even though they just got swept by the Brewers. But I like the Reds in the Central. I think they're going to make a run. Uh, watch out for the Cubs, though. The Cubs do have a strong lineup and a good pitching staff. Uh, two of the uh, NL leaders in ERA there in uh, Chicago. So watch out for them. Uh, as we mentioned in the West, I think Arizona and is going to make a little fall from grace here. I think uh, the Padres can threaten. Obviously, the Dodgers are kind of uh, too big to fail model. They have a lot of great players, a lot of big star power out there. I think they're going to hold on. Oh, did we lose JP? Oh, we're good. All it. right, perfect. Uh, I'll go my yeah. NL. I, I agree, Atlanta. They're, it's just not much more to say about that team. They're they're loaded top to bottom. They're they're pitching. They're young. Uh, their defense, they can hit the ball. They're just great team. I like Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee made their turn, and um, they, they've got some veteran presence on that team. I think they're going to hold on to that spot, and I'm going to go Dodgers, although the the, the Giants are going to give them a run for their money. Uh, they're going to get a wild card, uh, but that's going to be a fun division to watch going to the end of the season, and I'm sticking with my Rays, even though Baltimore's nipping at their heels, but I think ultimately – They've got a better pitch, pitching staff, and uh, they just play fundamental, boring baseball, and and it just it just works, and and they're going to take home the East. They hit uh, a lot of home runs. Yeah, but they, they just play fundamentally sound baseball, and I and and I think that's the the underrated aspect of them. And um, the Central, I think Cleveland's going to um, figure it out. Uh, Minnesota, it's going to be back and forth. I would love to say that that the Tigers are going to make their way in, but I think the Tigers are going to kind of stick around right where they're at now. They're going to go on a run, and then they're going to lose some games they shouldn't, and just that's kind of been their mo all year. And then the West, I think Houston's going to going to uh, make a run. I think Altuve is going to come back. They're going to get healthy at the right time, and uh, they're going to get in there. Houston's going to take that West. They no, Jordan Alvarez, though, you know, that kind of hurts them. Yeah, yeah, that is tough. But, um, I mean, they've got the experience, uh, and, and they've been there, and they've, they're battle-tested, and, you know, they the garbage can gate and all that good stuff, they've kind of. Uh, what, but, what, yeah. hasn't, <laughs> what hasn't Dusty Baker had experience or been around for? The yeah. guy's like 100. Oh, yeah, chewing on those, uh, yeah. those uh, toothpicks, man. It's just crazy, so. Going to be a fun second half. I mean, baseball, we've talked about it before. Attendance is up. Viewership is up. Um, the game pace is faster. I think it's bringing in a different kind of fan. So it's it's on the top of people's minds, and we're talking about it here in July, and it's exciting, and uh, yeah. going to be fun to see how this thing works out. So moving on to our favorite college 
Football, baby. Big Ten season, or basically the uh, college football season is going to be starting here real soon. And like we did with the NFL a couple weeks ago, it was a way too early prediction. We're going to give our way too early prediction for uh, the Big Ten division winners. But before we do that. Here's Edwards with the lane. Donovan Edwards down the sideline. Gets past Ransom. Donovan Edwards. Touchdown, Michigan. The Don. Seventy-five yards. Corn. Here's the run again. Donovan Edwards. Whoa! Can they catch him? No. Donovan Edwards again. Eighty-five yards. The Don. Two huge touchdowns, and the Wolverines go up forty-four. That's a little uh that's a little easy speak hazing right there. Hey, hey there's some breaking hey, there's some breaking news. Uh oh, what do we got? Breaking news. Are you gonna play the cue? Cue it up. Breaking news. According to my sources, Donovan Edwards just scored another touchdown against Ohio <laughs> State. Again. <laughs> hey, Tom, a little easy speak hazing is good as long as you don't turn the lights off and hump them when the show's over. Oh, no. The, the lights. <laughs> oh, that's happening. You never trust a Buckeye. And I'm, I, that's my father, too. That's definitely happening. <laughs> that's happening. <laughs> oh man we got uh randy blunt checking in hell yeah go blue yes 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 that's, yes that's my better half is that a so oh. is that a house divided oh. there tim it's a house what, divided what's up oh, with this guy was, really i mean seriously we, 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 we know who the smart one is <laughs> yeah. oh man oh here's, that's here's great here's the hazing who do i report it to oh yes uh personally saved him so much money the last two years <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, uh, oh man i tell you it, it is it is fun having a buckeye on the show i have to admit i have to admit uh we oh, get some man. more here um hey from manchester hey there we go hey from the other side of the pond manchester, is it? we're, we're, we're oh, gonna get out of here we're gonna talk get out of here we are gonna talk some manchester, american football England. virgil kane i gotta ask virgil this question is he for Man City or Man U? Oh, I have to know. You might be gone Man now. City or Man U. Inquiring minds want to know who we your football of choice. Your football of a uh, team of choice is uh, Virgil Kane. Welcome, mate. Yes, yes. Uh, this could be a, a first, a, a British uh, viewer, and we appreciate you guys checking in. That's awesome. I think we're all pretty, pretty jazzed up about that. So hopefully, Virgil checks back in and. Let's us know who he is. Man, um, he's a Man City fan. Ah, uh, yeah, Man there City fan. Yes. Okay. okay. I uh, I wonder what our good buddy Momo would think about that. Oh, uh, he would. He would like it. He would like uh, it. 
Momo took a little spill yesterday. Uh, a little oh, bit, did he? Too much of uh, the old uh, uh, elixir, we'll say. He's got stitches oh. on his head. So he took, oh, he took wow. a fall, hit his head last night. So hopefully oh, he he's feeling. A, he, he took a header last night. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he took a header last night. But Virgil, yeah. thank you so much for checking in. That is awesome. Uh, and I hope you uh, – Enjoy the content. We, we where was he at a couple weeks ago when I was talking soccer, guys? Yeah, we did when a breakdown. Messi. We did a when breakdown. Messi, Messi. which Messi, uh, July twenty first will make his debut for yeah. um, uh, Inter Miami. I believe that's what you say it. Uh, <laughs> United aren't from Manchester, bro. <laughs> I love it. I this love is it. great. Yeah. We we might have to uh, check in with Virgil on uh, a soccer segment. So hopefully he uh, follows, likes, and follows the show. So. He can uh, watch us again. So, um, but again, we do apologize for that uh, video of uh, Donovan Edwards absolutely running the ball down the throat of a cover zero defense of the Buckeyes. Uh, but with that being said, we have the East standing winners last year. Obviously, Michigan took it to the house, literally and figuratively, against the Buckeyes. Um, Ohio State second, Penn State. Uh, no, no surprises there. Uh, Tuck apparently he's. We're still waiting for Tuck to come. Not sure if that's ever going to happen. And then the uh, the B squad, as I like to call the Big Ten West, Purdue. I mean this <laughs> this is embarrassing. <laughs> and I think this is yeah. one of the biggest reasons as to why why uh, there will be no divisions left in. <laughs> <laughs> in uh, the Big Ten, uh, Coach New, uh, Coach Pat, uh, that is a good question. I think I think Kathy and her forty-five uh, guests went in there and cleaned out the house at the Whitmore Lake K KFC for her uh, party over the weekend. Uh, that is a good question. We'll have to send our our insiders on that one. So, um, <laughs> the, the 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 comments and questions tonight. Man, this show is great. I love it. So, uh, JP, you are our resident college football guru. Uh, we need to get you some sort of a press pass so you can, yeah. so you can um, get in there and get the questions and, and, and kind of lead us the way. Um, is it, give me your pick for, for the East. Do, do, you, do you see that kind of shaping up similar to the way it did last year? I was trying not to be too biased here when I was thinking about it, if you can't tell. Uh, but I think you got to go with the leaders and best. Obviously, two-time repeating champions. Uh, you got McCarthy. You got Corum. You got Edwards back. Um, they traded out Ryan Hayes to the NFL for Ladarius Henderson, a three-year starter at Arizona State. Uh, Olu goes on to the NFL. They replace him with Drake Nugent, Remington finalist, transfer from Stanford. I mean, you look at the side of the defense, you got Mason Graham, uh, Braden McGregor's ready to have a big explosion. Aiden Hutchinson type year on the edge. Junior Colson, three-year starter at middle linebacker. Uh, Rod Moore, one of the best safeties in the country. Obvious, uh, one of the arguably the best corner in the country in Will Johnson. So, I mean, there's a lot going on there. And I think, I think that, and we have Ohio State at home this year, which is an advantage. Obviously, uh, I, it's kind of 1A, 1B, whichever way you want to go with it. Uh, but I think that I like Michigan. I like Michigan's home field advantage, what they bring back. 
And I they added the beat Georgia clock. I think they're going all in this year. Yeah. Blake Corum came out and said national title or, or bust this year. Right. So you have to. Yeah. Um I saw a TikTok recently, and this guy picked Maryland to, to beat Michigan. Uh, yes, they got to his little brother, who I think is going into his like tenth year of eligibility this year. It yeah. seems like he's been there forever. Uh, do you see a scenario with that happening, or even Penn State kind of working their way to the top of the division? Uh, I think uh, not so much with Maryland. I know that they do recruit from a pretty big area there in that Maryland DC area, yep. and they've they, they've kind of been the ones that were supposed to come on. For the last few years, obviously, they brought in Loxley from Alabama. But uh, Penn State's a wild card for me. They have uh, Drew Aller, that quarterback, who's supposed to be a huge rising star. Uh, they returned their backfield, who was great backfield last year. I think Singletary was a freshman last year. Uh, Manny Diaz, second year running the defense. Uh, they're, so there's they're the team in the East that would scare me the most outside of 1A and 1B, obviously. But I don't see the tur. I don't fear the turtle yet. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're gonna give Tim uh, his opportunity to rebuttal, and I he already premised. He said he wasn't gonna be biased, and 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 I don't feel like you were biased. You were just you know spitting facts, JP. Tim, give me your breakdown. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., best player in the country, top three pick. Court, wide receivers usually don't go number one. That'll be Caleb Williams, but Marvin Harrison's the best player in the country. Emeka Buka, Julian Falming, uh, Kyle McCord, plug and play quarterbacks. You got JT on the D line, uh, Jack Sauer. With that being said, though, you got to give me the University of Michigan to win the East. Wow. Top dog until you're not. Ooh, Top shot. dog Ooh. until you're not. Hold on, say that again. <laughs> yep, Ladies and gentlemen, you're just top dog until you're not. He added with that. He added the University of Michigan, folks. Top, that's why my hat's not on right now. I got my slides off. Ooh. Can't wear no gear on that pick. <laughs> top dog yeah. until you're not. I can confirm they are off. <laughs> No, dude. He's gonna take a kerosene bath when he gets home. Donovan Edwards is so, still running. You know, I, I, I mean, <laughs> it, 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 he's got a point. He's got a point. Guys, when we did the Michigan preview show a few well, years don't ago, worry. I, I think I picked Ohio State too. So it's it's okay. Don't worry, Brandy. I will cut this special for you, and I will make sure that it's on all the socials. So yeah. oh, that's a real, that's a real all day long. It's, definitely oh, it, it, it's, it's, it's done. It's done. It might be done tonight. We'll, we'll get it on there for you for sure. Yeah. We don't need to beat Georgia clock. We would beat Georgia <laughs> if our kicker can make a kick. So we're, it's, we're already it, there. It's still going left. It's still going left. I think it's in, yeah. uh, in uh, Seattle right now. Rich could have uh, beat Michigan. If you could have made a tackle. <laughs> well, hey, JP, the same thing you said about TCU. So yeah, right. <laughs> not, not to be biased, and, but uh, yeah, uh, he went in the first round. He went in the first round, and I can't believe that. But anyways, yeah, um, Rich, same question, basically. Do you see any scenario where Michigan doesn't win this conference? Or uh, this division, I'll say. Well, <clears throat> pardon me. Um, you know, every year that we go into it, and we've, we've hoped for years that we could get – back to the Michigan Ohio State last game of the year deciding factor etc in the east we're going to have that same again i think both teams are going to go there undefeated and 
I mean, I hate to beat a dead horse on this, but um, I I think I think Michigan winning it three years in a row is going to be very difficult. Um, but they are playing at home, and they have the pieces to do it. Yeah, and, and they do, and it, it's going to be a really close game. I still think Michigan's going to pull it off, but still, Ohio State always scares me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So I have a quick question for you guys, just so I know how to handle. It. How do you guys handle losing seven years in a row to your rival? Uh, how it, do you not? Uh, it, it it became expected. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Ultimately, it, it just became it 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 lost its its sheen or its shine of a yeah. after after three years, you kind of get numb to it. Yeah, if Ryan Day loses, it's like if he can go to Northwestern. You guys, you guys want another analogy? It's kind of like when you're a kid. And Here you we get, go, folks. Rich Jasper your, analogies. Hey, and, and, you get, and you get and you get your whoopings. You know, as a kid, yeah. you know, uh, with or without. You know, no, normally, after the first two or three, you don't feel them anymore. Right? I'll give you. So a, I'll give an analogy to that question too. It's just like the fart that I let go 10 minutes ago. All it is is dust in the wind now, baby. It's history. <laughs> yeah. Well, bring up old shit. If there's anybody, yeah, literally, if anybody's surprised that JP came in with the fart reset, uh, you haven't been watching this show, but, uh, no. um, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think the two top, two of the top three best teams in the country are in this division and it's going to come down to, the last Saturday in November and, and Michigan having that home field, it it's, it's, you know, it's pretty big. And and we thought maybe that was the case for Ohio state last year. And, and as, as Tim alluded to a little bit ago at Donovan still running or is uh they call him the Don, but um, so they can't get complacent. They, they can't think that it's just going to be handed to them because Ohio state's going to come and, and going to give them everything they can. And I yeah. think Ohio State's biggest question mark is, is, is McCord going to be able to uh, kind of take the reins and, and, and do what the, every Ohio State quarterback's been able to do in the last 20 years and just kind of run with it. So that'll be <laughs> interesting. That'll be really interesting to see. But I think Michigan it comes out definitely on top in this division. Um, we won't spend a whole lot of time on the West because, let's face it, there's no reason to. Um, you got a new coach in Wisconsin. With um, Luke Fickle, uh, which I, I think that's a great move. I, I think Luke Fickle, Fickle's a really good coach. He goes to a Wisconsin team that focuses on defense, and that's kind of his bread and butter. So I think that's going to be a really good um, thing for that school. Uh, JP, you could see, I mean, from first to fourth, in one game separated yeah. <laughs> so it was just kind of crazy how that played out. And um, who do you got in this one? Well, I like I like Wisconsin. You mentioned them. You know, Fickle's first year, uh, he brought over Phil Longo from uh, North Carolina where he's going to implement the air raid offense. Uh, they had Tanner Mordecai transfer from SMU. He threw for a bajillion yards there. Braylon Allen, who's a, a stud at running back. The yeah, guy's like 6'4". Some saying he's the big best running back in the Big Ten. I mean, yeah, and they don't, and they have, uh, they don't have uh, Michigan or Penn State on the schedule. They play Iowa and Ohio State at home this year. Uh, I think the only other team you can really look at this year, an intriguing one to me now, given the storylines, is Iowa. Uh, Kirk Ferentz, longest yeah. tenured coach in the Big Ten. Phil Parker, number one defensive coordinator in the country, and then 
You know, they brought in Cade McNamara and Eric Hall, who a school that's been known to put out pro tight ends. Tight so ends, yeah. If they can get a little bit of that offense going, they might they may very well be a dark horse in that West division. Their defense was solid last year. And if yeah. if not for uh, their putrid offense, they they probably would have ran away with that that division. Rich, who do you got in the West? Um I'm kind of with you guys on the whole uh, Wisconsin. I think Luke Fickle is going to come in. I think he's going to turn it around for him. Um, but however, like you said, Iowa. You know, Iowa's coming in. They got a you know they got a new quarterback uh, coming in. Eric All, even though I think what he he caught like I don't know maybe like a handful of passes from Michigan and talked all of his shit and left. Um, <laughs> you know. He really, me, he hasn't really proved anything to me to make him, uh, you know, uh, be scared. But, you know, the only thing that scares me is they are a tight end school. It's pretty much a tight end factory over there. Um, I think I think Wisconsin is going to be probably up there uh, and they're going to take the spot in the West. And kind of like you said, their they're schedule strength, I mean, they're not playing, you know, they're not playing uh, powerhouses. So I, I think that's where they're going to really uh, – where they're going to persevere at tim what do you got i have wisconsin for no other reason than they just have the best head coach in the big time west right now well is anybody surprised that comment came from tim (laughs) (laughs) they also they also have a top 10 recruiting class right now which is kind of uncharted waters for wisconsin we're gonna find out real quick about luke fickle if is he gonna be because you could get away with it at cincinnati (laughs) wisconsin's gonna be a really good barometer for him Tom, that was kind of a Kirk Herb Street take there. We're gonna find out real quick. That's oh, his go-to hey, line. Hey, ESPN, you know, they, they're hiring. You know? They are hiring. Tom Tom Herb Street. Tom Herb Street. Okay, I like that. I do think Kirk Herb Street is one of the best in the business, even though he is a guys, I could go about college football all night long, guys. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm taking Iowa. I like Iowa. I think Cade McNamara's got he's got a manufactured chip on his shoulder we'll say um yeah he he rightfully so lost the job here at michigan uh, jj just not only the demand to bring him in was great but i think his play proved it and the game against hawaii when it was just bang 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 they bring Caden in and it was like interception and they they scored like 10 points with him at the helm i get it the weather was kind of lousy but um he just he lost it. He lost the job. And 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 I don't think him running his mouth after transferring did him any uh service, but I do think he's got some sort of a chip on his shoulder as well. Eric Hall. I don't know what his beef with the university is, but he's a hell of a tight end. And he's going to a school that will emphasize the use of the tight end as yeah. we've already spoken about. So I like Iowa in that division. I think they've got a really good defense. Um, don't ask me to break down to the level of JP because that's why we have JP on this show, so yeah. he can do it. Uh, um, I'm just and don't, so. don't forget Iowa. Bryant Ferentz is on a, can, uh, a contract based on incentives where his offense oh, has to perform or he's done this year. So Yeah, well, look I mean, they, he's got they, the right – He's got the right pieces in place yeah. to hopefully make a run. Um, Virgil, as a Catholic, I use the rhythm method. The composer must have been drunk. Eight darn kids. Any thoughts, guys? Uh, you can't pull out of a driveway, Virgil. 
<laughs> don't get in the car <laughs> yeah. hand over the kids that, that's, that's what else can't, can't get pregnant from the butt yeah i you know what though yeah. that's another story we won't go there yeah. that's, that, that's another story for another time <laughs> okay oh. well go blue baby uh, it's gonna be yeah. fun i can't wait um yeah. I'm sorry, I don't have the Buckeye um, um, song queued up. But, uh, you don't um, need it. No, no. Yeah, okay. Maybe out of respect for our uh, our fellow compadre here, but uh, yeah. going to be exciting, fellas. I can't wait for it. Another thing I can't wait for, the second annual. Second annual Easy Speak Fantasy Football, the Speakeasy Fantasy Football League. Um Man, it's going to be fun. JP's better half, Melissa, won the big thing last year. So there's going to be some in-house revenge, definitely. So we're looking forward to getting that thing started here this this season. Um, Today we're going to talk about the top quarterbacks and the top wide receivers. Initially, this guy seemed to think that it was tight ends. I don't know what I was thinking. My eyes were uh, not on the same page, but – we made the quick adjustment and made sure that um, uh, we're going to do the uh, wide receivers this week. So we're going to start yeah. with the quarterbacks. Here's the rundown. Here's the rundown of, of the top quarterbacks. And oh, look at that. She's already talking shit. Folks. She's, she's already talking shit. She's, uh, she's ready know, for some some may say that there was some collusion there, but I would I'll say that she ran her own team the whole season. Uh, I I believe that. I I don't think I've ever seen anyone more prepared for a fantasy football draft as Melissa was last year. That that was a thing of beauty. She had her notes and she had yep. highlighters. Man, she was ready to go, and that's awesome. And we look forward to doing that again here uh, within the next month or so. But. Uh, Top 10, or I should say that top 20. I don't think there's any surprises here. Um, um, notably, Jared Goff was number 21 on this list. I, I I just don't think he gets the respect. I don't know fantasy value uh, if he's up there, but he's definitely got some weapons. Um, so we will start with you, JP. Um, who's your top picks for fantasy quarterback? Yeah, so I went with a couple guys just out of the norm. Uh, I really like Trevor Lawrence in there at nine. Uh, he's got Calvin Ridley, who is an explosive, explosive receiver when in the lineup. Uh, I think it's, he's always look for him to get some big targets. Uh, Zay Jones down the stretch was a big one for him last year. Christian Kirk had a career year. Travis Etienne and then Tank Bigsby, a rookie that they got from Auburn in the backfield. I think he's going to be an underrated player. So he's got plenty of weapons to spread the ball around to. I think he's going to put up huge fantasy numbers this year. And then uh, also at quarterback, I went with uh, our boy Aaron Rodgers. Uh, He asked for weapons. He got them. He's the number 14th rated quarterback. Uh, He's got Garen Wilson and uh, Alan Lazard to throw to. Also, they added uh, Mecole Hardman. uh, Which Which is a quiet, quiet pickup. Yeah. What he was able to do uh, with Kansas City that that's that's a very underrated move for the Jets. He allows he allows your offense to stretch the field. He's he's a super fast guy, which kind of seems to be the theme. And then 
you know, Brees Hall coming out of the backfield, who I think is going to be a superstar. Yep. Yeah, I mean, he was on his way. He got hurt, which was a shame last year. So, all right, uh, Tim, let me get your uh, top fantasy quarterback here. Uh, your, top, your top quarterbacks, everyone knows it's Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Hurts, Lamar Jackson. So, just my sleeper-wise, you know, Trevor Lawrence, he's going to be a top five fantasy quarterback, I believe, by the end of the year with all the weapons he has. Uh, Justin Fields. He's proved he's good last year, and now you give him DJ Moore as a weapon. Maybe a little bias him there, but he I can think run. It's the rush yard. It's the rush, the rush yard yards and touchdowns. Yep. Yeah. And uh, Tua, you know, I have Dolphins winning the East. Tua with uh, Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill. As long as he can stay healthy, I believe he'll be a top seven yeah. fantasy quarterback option. Yeah. Rich, you got some uh, top picks or or even a sleeper that you think might be uh, somebody to look out for <clears> this year. No, I mean, I, I like uh, I like Joe Burrow again. I think uh, I think having having the weapons, having Jamar Chase and T Higgins, I think is going to be valuable for him. And then <clears throat> I also agree with EJP, Aaron Rodgers. Now that he's, I mean, let's see what he can do when he's got some. He's got a su- supporting cast, right? He hasn't Fully had one. Insulated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he hasn't had one for years, right? He hasn't had anything for years. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how how he does. Um, sleeper. I think Jared Goff is still going to, he's a sleeper. I mean, I honestly, you know, last year, uh, he definitely doesn't get the credit that that is due to him because, uh, because he plays for the lions. I mean, let's, it is what it is, right? I mean, nobody, everybody always looks past him, uh, except for last year. He did great protecting the ball. He didn't give the ball up, you know, efficiency. Yeah. Yeah, He didn't give the ball up. He would, they would always, it was kind of like a days of past some games where he'd come out and he'd start slow. Right. Uh, and we we're accustomed to that because that's the way Stafford was for how many years, you know, he'd come in slow and then you get behind in the game where you have to pass the ball. So, you know, you're obviously your passing stats get huge. Right. Um, but I think he did a good job. And I think a lot of it goes down to the play calling. I mean, Ben Johnson did a great job last year of, of is keeping, keeping the defenses, you know, uh, off balance a little bit, you know, he, yeah. run, but then, but, but then you had a run game and you had an offensive line. Uh, so I think he's definitely is going to be, if I, you know, the dark horse, I guess, if we'll say, I think Jared Goff is going to be the dark horse this year for sure. For me, I think when it's all said and done, I think this is Justin Herbert's year to really take the next step. They're bringing in Kellen <clears throat> Moore, Offensive coordinator who I think got railroaded in Dallas. I, I I don't think he was the problem in Dallas. I think uh it may have been their quarterback and their head coach. But I think it's that, the head coach. That that goes without saying. But I think this is the year. I mean, the Chargers, it, it's it's a win now, or you know, that they've been right there the last couple of years. So I think this is the year that he makes his move. Um, but as far as sleepers go, I agree with Tim. I think I think Tua was on his way last year until um, they decided to play basketball off the off the turf with his head uh, yeah. twice in two weeks, and it really messed him up. So, barring any you know issues, reoccurring issues with the concussions, or God forbid, another concussion, I, you've got Jalen Waddle, you got Tyreek Hill. That's insanity. Just throw the ball up at that point. Even he's got a not a very efficient arm, but just throw it. They're going to go and get it. So, <coughs> sure. I, I I tend to agree with you too, uh, Rich. As far as 
as golf goes, but I'm going to give another one. And I, and I talked about him last week. Oh, rub and tug Deshaun Watson. I think he's going to be really taking the next step. I mean, here's a guy that's got a fully guaranteed contract. You saw what he did with Houston. He, he took them right to the precipice of greatness and just, he was close and then decided he needed to get some uh, service allegedly. Um, but I think this is his year. This is, this is not only his year, this is, uh, their, their head coach, it's either win or he's gone. So um, it's a situation I think Cleveland is going to take a, a nice little step forward offensively. He's, he's got a full year under his belt in the system. He's going to have a, a full year of, of camp and, and um, you know, production. So I, I like him as, as a possible sleeper. So we'll see. And, and as I say that, uh, you know, Cleveland disappoints uh, my dad. So, but I could only hope for, for the best for, for old Deshaun Watson. So moving on to our wide receiver, here's the list of the top 20. And again, I don't think anyone's surprised. I, I am surprised Cooper Cup is up that high after that injury. Usually you come off a knee injury, you might not have that uh, that playmaking ability, that ability to cut, and that's his game, uh, putting the foot in the ground and, and, and running routes. So uh, remains to be seen. Um, so really no surprises. I do think Amon Ross St. Brown is probably a little bit low. I think when it's all said and done, you're going to see his numbers up there a little bit higher. But we'll start with you, Tim. What do you think about uh, the the wide receiver position? The wide receiver position is pretty much the same as the quarterback. You have your top five guys, you know, Chase, Jefferson, uh, Devontae Adams, guys like that. But sleepers, I've seen uh, Debo Samuel was number 16 on that list. I think that's disrespectful the way he – makes plays running the ball and receiving. Uh, Sleeper-wise, there's a biased theme here. Chris Olave, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Jackson Smith and Jigba. The oh, theme wow. uh, and I have to take sleeper. But uh, Chris Olave, he's got a quarterback this year. I think he'll develop a lot. Garrett Wilson has Karen Rodgers. And Jackson Smith and Jigba in Seattle with Metcalf, Lockett, and K-9. They'll have a pretty good season. Uh AP. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I agree with the list. Obviously, I think everybody's positioned properly. But a guy I really like is at number seven, C.D. Lamb. Uh, had 156 targets last year, uh, 107 catches, nine touchdowns. I think his numbers have gone up each of his first three seasons. Uh, they added Brandon Cooks. That'll give him a little bit of cushion, maybe take a little bit of the attention away from him. And then, obviously, you got – Tony Pollard, who's a threat out of the backfield. So I think CeeDee Lamb's really going to bust it open this year. I think he'll probably crack the top five next year. And then another one, Tim kind of stole my thunder on, which no surprise. Uh, Chris Olave, 119 targets last year, 1,000 yards, four TDs. Uh, he has a functional quarterback. He, he did well last year with three different quarterbacks, Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston, and Taysom Hill. So I think he's going to do some damage this year with a – Functional quarterback, I'll say. Derek Carr. Gonna... The Derek Carr comeback tour. They're going to win the the South. Yeah, Rich is on mute. Let's probably uh, JP's not. JP's not going to say anything. JP's just like, yeah, just a functional quarterback. Yeah, he's <laughs> not that. Nothing great, but functionable. <laughs> yeah, I've been clicking mute on and off because I've been coughing. So I don't. I'm like mute. I don't oh. want you guys to hear me cough and hack. Oh boy, you what got you uh. What's your drink of choice tonight? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. 
That's what Rich is drinking. And then what you make? Give you a meat of good old rub. Oh, give me a wide receivers, Rich. Oh man, wide receivers. Yeah, I was kind of shocked to see Cooper Cup up that high, especially after coming off that injury. Um, I think you know, obviously, I just said Joe Burrows just because I like you know Jamar Chase and T Higgins. Um, I still think T Higgins is up there. Um, I'm not going to sleep on Amara. I I think you know, you know, I was kind of worried about what his production numbers were going to look like because of. Jameson, but since he took care of that suspension that he's got going on for the first part of the season, I, I think that he's going to get more targets that way. Um, which I think it might open it up because of, you know, the, the passing game might open up a little bit more because of the run game is going to be just that, you know, just as dominant as it was last year, in my honest opinion. Yep. Um, I like Alave. I, you know, I know I'm kind of beating the same drum, but JP kind of beat it. The guy did a lot of, a lot of good with a lot of bad last year. Um, so work that into me. Give you a meat a good old rub. <laughs> there we go. What are you doing, man? You <laughs> said you didn't want to beat. No, beat, yeah. You know, yeah, well, so you give it a good old rub. Yeah. <clears throat> um, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and, you know, you know, as much as I, as much disdain as I have for Kirk Cousins, Jamar Jefferson is probably going to put up solid numbers again. So, yeah. yeah. But, you know, and I also read online some stuff. Everybody's, you know, you hear the rumors of, you know, Lincoln Cooper Cup getting traded to Detroit. And it's no bueno. I'm, I'm good no. on that. I'm, yeah, I'm that good that's on not that. going to happen. I don't see no. that happening. No. That might have been clickbait. Yeah. I don't need Kelly Stafford. I don't need to see Kelly Stafford 2.0 here at, yeah. uh, in Detroit. So. No, absolutely not. Um, for me, the, I, you look at AJ Brown, I think he's nine and that's, that's kind of shocking to me that he's that low. Um, but I think when it's all said and done yardage wise, production wise, you gotta like Tyreek Hill. I mean, you, you if he's got a quarterback, that's going to be able to throw the ball to him that, 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 you know, he doesn't have to worry about, you know, concussion or whatnot like they did last year. Um, he was well on his way. And so I, I think he's going to be somebody that you look at as, as, as production wise, as, as wide receiver is going to be really big number maker. And, he, but here's a, here's a sleeper and it's Kelvin Ridley. Mm-hmm. Kelvin Ridley last year kind of got hosed. he, Suspended for the the entire year. He was the first one that fell victim to the uh, sports betting. You know, allegedly he was betting on football. I don't I don't know the full scope of the story, but anyways, he he was suspended for an entire season. He's coming back, and I I, I mean, you gotta like the quarterback that's gonna be throwing the ball to him, and and you want to talk about somebody that's gonna have a chip on his shoulder. Um, he's going to be coming back ready. He's going to be coming back hungry, and he's he's going to be playing on a team that is very pass happy. Uh, so I look for him to to be a player that's going to really make a lot of noise and a lot of points in in fantasy. And then my other sleeper, and, and uh, Tim mentioned it, Jackson Smith and Jigba. I think he's got a really good situation. Geno Smith has a cannon for an arm, and the fact that DK Metcalf's on the other side of the field. 
is really going to open the door for him to get a lot more action. And and he's Tyler Lockett too. Yeah, I mean he's um he's a good route runner. Uh, hopefully he's healthy. Last year he had health problems. He got he got what game was that? He got blew up in Notre Dame game. He got hurt in the first. Season. Yeah, I mean he yeah. got he got blown up, and you know it kind of stuck with him the entire season. I would have liked to see him come back and play as the season progressed, but it just didn't happen. But I, I think there's another guy that's he's prepared. Um, and, and having the fact that, like I said, DK Metcalf on the other side of the field and, and Tyler Lockett, and they've got a run game. Um, Kenny Walker, the third, he's a hell of a back. Yeah. So that's going to open the door for him and make a lot of uh, fantasy points. And, and a lot of uh, teams that pick him up, I think are going to be really, really happy. So, Again, this was quarterbacks, wide receivers. Uh, we're going to take it to uh, running backs and wide uh, tight ends uh, next week, probably, as we lead up into the 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 next uh, fantasy football season. So it's going to be real fun, and 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 we're all part of the Speakeasy Fantasy Football League. So we're going to be, you know, talking a lot of smack in the show, and we're going to give everybody yep. uh, updates as the season goes to see if uh, Melissa can maybe. Uh, go back to back i'm gonna do everything in my power to make sure that that doesn't happen because she beat me in the championship game but uh yeah whatever i i, I move on so uh we are gonna move on to our favorite time of the show That's right. It's the part of the show where we ask you to get out your phones, open up that app, that sports betting app, whatever you use, whatever's giving you that free cash at the moment. We're going to give you some bets. You're going to take it, maybe win some money, and, hey, who knows? Maybe you'll give us a little kickback. So, Tim, I'm going to start with you this week since your your face has been on the camera all show, first time ever. Hey, it ain't it ain't your money. It's not my problem. What you got? Uh. I did a futures bet, Heisman Trophy winner at a plus ten thousand. Donovan Edwards. Dang, all Michigan today. That'll never happen again. Let's One get him a hat. We gotta get him a hat. Ah, dude. Oh man. I, I I like him better than Corum. You know. This is a show I'll never forget. Edwards just ran by. Oh, uh, the speakeasy still running, <laughs> running all the way to New York. You know, with the oh, Heisman my Trophy. gosh. Wow. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> well, only okay. Day, only day it's going to happen. And you had another bet you were telling me about earlier, uh, a little NASCAR bet. Oh, I took uh, Kyle Busch to win the race tomorrow. So if 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 anyone watched uh, Reckless Speculation on Thursday night, uh, Robbie gave a 10% uh, money-back guarantee if you took Kevin Harvick to win the race, that will be brand tomorrow. It was rained out. Uh, if you put a bet on Harvick and he didn't win, he was going to give you 10% of your money back. Uh, if you went to the reckless speculation socials. So I, I do believe you did take up that offer. I, I did Kevin Harvick as well, <laughs> just to get 10% of my money back. <laughs> All right, JP, it ain't your money. Yep. I'm going to go with baseball tomorrow. Uh, Tigers are in Kansas city. Matt Manning coming off of uh, his portion of the no-hitter. He's on the bump tomorrow. So uh, I got Tigers' money line. And then Cincinnati is going to San Francisco. 
Uh, they're America's team, and I picked them to win the NL Central, so they can't lose tomorrow. They're underdogs. So I got them money line paired with the Tigers at plus 305. All right. Very good. Very good. Rich, it ain't your money. Not my problem. So I'm 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 with Tim on this one, the futures bet. And I kind of talked about it before the show. Uh plus six thousand, the Detroit Lions to score at least one rushing touchdown I like each that. game this year. I like it. <clears throat> so that's my that's bet. That's on FanDuel. FanDuel. Well, I like that bet. I mean Plus six thousand, just throw a couple bucks on it. God, you never know. Shit, ten, yeah. ten bucks at six hundred. So that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. So, well, it ain't my money, so it's not my problem. Uh, I'm going futures as well. I'm going pennant winners for this year in MLB. I've got in the AL the Houston Astros plus four hundred to win the AL pennant. And who's going to win the NL pennant? Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to set up a rematch of the 2017 World Series. Garbage can gate. Oh, here comes the fastball. Here's a curveball. The LA Dodgers plus 260 to win the NL pennant. I think that's going to be a World Series that that a lot of uh, Dodger fans will say would love to see that get their opportunity to um, get back at them after the uh, losing oh, that that World Series. So good bets today, fellas. Great bets. Hey, that, that's a waste of money, but it ain't my money and it ain't my problem hey, right hey, there, hence buddy. The, hence hey. the name of the, uh, hence the, yeah. name of the uh, segment. So As I'm watching Houston play like crap against Los Angeles Angels. That's all right. There's still a long way to go in the season. Long way to go in the season. Long way to go. All right, fellas. All right. It's closing thoughts time. We're going to close this bad boy out. And, uh, Tim, we're going to start with you. Uh, you. Got any closing thoughts tonight? Uh, not really. You know, thanks for watching. Uh, we appreciate all the views and comments. It was a good show with all the comments coming in. Uh, uh, the comments from Virgil. We we may not have been able to put a couple of those comments on on the uh, the, the 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 screen uh, because we may have been banned. <laughs> we do appreciate you uh, watching, Virgil. That's awesome. Thanks for the follow. We made it, fellas. Training camps open this week. Where he start reporting on Tuesday. It's football season. Yeah. We made it, and we finally have something to talk about. <laughs> oh yes, 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 yes. Uh, JP, closing thoughts tonight. Yeah, nothing, just too much, you know, just great show tonight, guys. It was fun, fun to share some laughs and do it and get away from every day-to-day -day life once a week, you know what I mean? It's a good time, so I appreciate it and always looking forward to the next one. Absolutely. Rich? Yeah, no, I mean, kind of don't want to beat the dead horse here with the two other guys, but yeah, no, I'm glad I got home uh, at a decent time today. I had to take a nap, getting up at 5.45 in the morning and then driving home at sucked you know i was tired and i was like kind of like iffy whether or not i was gonna make it on or not but i'm glad i did a lot of fun so i mean uh just look forward to next week and uh yeah just kind of like what you said football season is right upon us i mean and we got uh you know hockey's gonna be starting here soon that's gonna start ramping up here so uh the, the fun part of uh sports season is getting right is right upon us so oh absolutely, absolutely. Uh, tonight, I'm just going to kind of talk about what, what Rich mentioned earlier in the show. Uh, we're witnessing something that none of us 
in this this show has ever seen, and and it probably hasn't been seen since the days of Babe Ruth. Uh, Shohei Otani, what he has been able to do, uh, not often uh, only offensively, but on the pitching mound, he's just he's phenomenal. He leads the Angel in every uh, offensive st- uh, stat, leads the the whole team in every stat. It's ridiculous, and pitching as well. And like we talked about earlier. The Angels said, hey, he might be for sale. So we're going to see probably some of the craziest scenarios, some of the craziest rumors, trade offers that we've ever seen as, as baseball fans. So it's going to be so exciting. And then the end result is you're, you're looking at a baseball player that potentially could be your first 50 plus million dollar a year player. And uh, mm-hmm. that that's just a fact. And 50 might be a low ball just for the, the simple fact that what he's able to do on the mound and, and, and at the plate. So it's going to be really fun to watch these next couple of weeks just to see the, the madness of, of Shohei Otani uh, hot stove. So that's going to be really fun to, uh, to kind of uh, peep in and, and pay attention to. So when I, obviously we'll be following it as, as, as much as we can and bringing it to you guys. But uh, yeah, I agree. Great show tonight. We had a, a lot of good conversation from our followers, uh, especially our our, uh, our new buddy Virgil. Uh, <laughs> he came in hot with a, a lot of good takes, and uh, yeah, Randy just wanted you to say um, "go blue." So I'll never say uh, those words ever. Yeah, thanks for watching, Brandy. We appreciate yeah. it, and uh, that clip will be cut here real soon. So, um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. this is a fun show. It was a uh, you know, a lot of good, uh, a lot of good talk about baseball and, and, and fantasy is always going to be exciting. So, but again, next week we're gonna we're gonna talk running backs. We're gonna talk tight ends. Um, hopefully, we're gonna have an idea where the Tigers are at four games set against the Royals. So we'll talk some Tiger baseball. Uh, Padres coming into town next week, so that'll be that'll be pretty cool. And 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 fingers crossed, we'll all be down at the ball game. So we'll talk something about that. So, and uh, we'll do some bets. We'll give you guys some bets and uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, thanks for watching. Uh, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe on all our socials. And um, we will see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of Easy Speak at Speakeasy 330. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. You can also catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We look forward to catching you right back here next week for another fun-filled episode of Easy Speak at Speakeasy 330. Cheers.